Mindful Work is the official podcast brought to you by the Mindful Life Mindful Work team. Amidst these rapidly changing times, our conversations will explore the intersection of self-awareness and team performance and help you to optimize your efforts through mindful work. On this episode of the Mindful Work podcast, Calvin Niles explores with guests how mindful work connects to mindful productivity in the modern workplace, followed by insights from the Mindful Life Mindful Work team. Hello and welcome back to the Mindful Work Podcast. I'm your host, Calvin Niles, one of the team members here at Mindful Life, Mindful Work. We really want to support you to develop effective leadership, greater team alignment, real employee commitment, and a company culture that is deeply connected to your mission. In this episode, you're going to hear from the familiar voices of the guests that we've been exploring different parts of working mindfully and the area I want to explore today is productivity in the modern workplace. Well, what is productivity? It's something we hear a lot now in modern vernacular around how much are we producing in our work. Now, of course, when we were working on farms, then our produce would be apples and pears. They would be vegetables, eggs, animals. When we were making tools and physical items, but now we're in the digital world, what does productivity mean? Uh, Often it means getting stuff done. Uh, I think that's how people tend to use it in common parlance. But actually it is more than that. It is also about what are we creating that is useful? What are we producing out of our efforts that is useful? So I'm going to get stuck into that. We're going to explore the origin of the word productivity, what it means to be productive now, and how can we be more productive? But before we do that, we're going to take a mindful pause. Pausing is so very important. So wherever you are in your day, Just take this moment, take this opportunity to pause, to stop doing what you're doing just for an instant even um, can be really useful. So if you're standing, just maybe noticing yourself standing. If you're seated or walking, notice yourself doing these things. And pausing is more qualitative than a stopping per se. Uh, So just notice the quality, the restfulness that can come when we sort of make a deliberate intention to do things differently, to take a break, to pause. So notice yourself in space again, whether you're still or moving. Notice that when you notice in a new way, things feel new. It's so important as it enlivens or refreshes uh, our experience of the present moment. So again, that deliberate intention and capacity we have to notice things in a new way brings them to life in a new way for us, even if it's something that you've done over and over, or it's the same walk, or it's the same desk that you sit at. When you pause and make this deliberate intention and effort to see with fresh eyes, it changes things. So let's just take a minute in silence, whether your eyes are opened or closed, to pause.
I hope you found this practice and this capacity that's always available to you useful. Hopefully you can carry out it throughout your day in some way. Have a wonderful day of practice. So grateful that you could take this mindful pause with me. Now, let us explore this subject of being productive in the modern workplace. I was thinking about productivity and, in the economic sense, productivity can be defined as the quality, state, or fact of being able to generate, create, enhance, or bring forth goods and services. That's according to dictionary.com. The root word, obviously stemming from being productive or productive, serving to produce, and directly from the medieval Latin productivus, or fit for production, is what the etymology online dictionary says it comes from. But one interesting thing in today's modern workplace full of distractions and competing tasks, and in many ways, as René Metti said in one of our previous episodes, that sometimes we get so addicted to our task lists just the act of crossing things off off the list is really rewarding for us. Um, but does that mean we're being productive? So, you know, you may have heard such expressions like slow down to speed up or do less to do more and all these apparent paradoxes or oxymorons. But we've taken a mindful pause in every single episode on this show because we believe that pausing, as you know, is an important part of being able to step back. So how does mindfulness help us to not just pause, but how does that pausing actually help us to be more productive or prioritize better and not just knowing what to do, but also knowing what not to do? When we consider what mindfulness is at its most basic, it's, it's being aware and I, you know, I'm Australian, so I'm pretty practical and we're pretty, <laughs> we're pretty kind of down to earth with how we think about these things. So I tend not to take um, so much perhaps of an esoteric view of that or, you know, and you can and, and there's certainly room for that. Um, but I really think about mindfulness as that practice of developing awareness. And of course, we know there's many ways you can do that and there's many different uh, ways you can approach that, whether that be being aware as you're in this conversation, like I am with you right now, Kelvin, or it's, you know, being aware through, say, like a, a meditation practice or so on. So I think about being aware as that first step. And then we think about how does that actually show up in, in the workplace? And that can show up in a number of different sites within, within our working day. So taking a typical, uh, say, white-collar workplace experience, that's most of, of my professional experience, you know, one of the first things we think about is, say, becoming aware of how you treat your priorities. How do you becoming aware of how you treat your inbox? How do you uh, balance your work and life priorities? In my conversation with Sarah, I talked to her about my whole journey through trying to become an inbox ninja uh, you know, this inbox management obsessive and how it became a symbol of productivity. It was the gold standard of the productivity industry. But actually, I've been learning that there is more to consider than just the how-to part of 
being productive, which in some ways can be quite granular. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's great, isn't it? I love, I love that term, uh, inbox ninja. I mean, I think, I think so often when we're looking for, um, you know, to make change and to make successful, successful change, I think we're often thinking about that from either the habit formation lens. So how do I successfully form a habit that's, that's helpful and productive? And we're often thinking about it from that tactical standpoint. So, you know, oftentimes it's, oh, what, what tactic do I do? How do I, um, you know, maybe use a certain inbox method, for example, to use, to use, uh, email. And what mindfulness does is it actually, it's, it's not located at that tactical place. It's actually asking us to take a step back and pause, which is very counterintuitive for most, you know, most of the, the cultures that we, that we live in are very um, action focused and, you know, productivity focused. And so mindfulness is really counterintuitive. It's saying, take a step back to pause so that you can have that bigger perspective of what's going on and then maybe you can make a better decision right so so absolutely maybe we we want to learn some tactics of you know how to arrange our inbox in in a good way or maybe there's a realization actually i'm spending x number of hours a day doing email and i need to actually do it less right so maybe that's actually the fix and so sometimes having that bigger perspective pausing in our day allows us to actually uh, see the bigger picture and then then take um, better action overall. I also asked Sarah how working mindfully can have a counterbalancing effect on the nuances in the modern world of work, realizing that we are in an ever-increasingly fast digital and virtual world. To be fair, I think this is one of the big critiques that happen of mindfulness we are we're talking here about having that individual awareness in order to make those counterbalancing behaviors exactly what you just said and i think one of the critiques of that which we often hear is that's putting a lot of responsibility on an individual to be able to know to have the awareness of what they need to be able to make the right decisions often in uh, circumstances and in uh, structures and processes that may not allow them to do so uh, so, you know, as well as they might wish to, right? And so I think this actually, you know, that point that you're making kind of dovetails really nicely into that question of scale because it's great to scale mindfulness inside, you know, companies and that's been a lot of my work. Uh, but also too, we need to be looking beyond scaling as say a learning and development initiative. So, you know, or an individualized development initiative and start thinking about how do we actually build structures and processes in companies that allow individuals to make the types of decisions that we're talking about. Um, and I think that's the big secondary piece that often, uh, you know, doesn't get as much attention and time as, as the sort of individualized piece does. We're going to explore this question of structures more later because I'm keen to learn from Sarah and share her experiences with you about workplace structures in an episode with a specific focus on that. But Sarah did mention that there is a lot of individual responsibility. You may remember Katie Gold from previous episodes. So how does Katie feel about individual responsibility and how that really looks in a practical sense when working mindfully? 
Um, but where I see the benefit for my team is just working as an example, as a role model. You know, if I come into every meeting with a mindful approach and a mindful mindset, um, bringing in compassion rather than frustration, it they mimic it. I mean, it, it happens so naturally. If I keep, you know, my energy levels at a calm, constant balance, no one else in the call seems to elevate theirs because they're matching mine. And I find that that's a really great approach that anyone can take, even just on phone calls or conversations. When one person starts elevating their energy into a high positive or negative, but high level, um, the other person has to match it to feel like they're still in the conversation is still an equal part of it. So when you keep, no matter if I say, wow, you've got a promotion, awesome job. I'm not like, yes, great. I'm not like, you know, jumping up in the air, but I'm still able to show that through a calm, natural approach, the same way I am to give critical feedback. You know, if you give critical feedback in a tone that people aren't really responsive to, they don't hear the feedback. They're listening to how upset you sound. So if you say it in a kind approach, coming from compassion and trying to level set with them, they're way more responsive. So it seems then that it isn't so much the relentless focus on productivity that improves productivity, but that productivity is the benefit of working more mindfully. How we show up, how we engage, how we interact. You're probably beginning to see a theme developing in this Mindful Work podcast. So let's hear a little bit more from Katie about how we can nurture this right now in our work. There's so many things we could do right now, but what it comes down to it is, you know, do you understand where you are at any point of the day? So that means separating awareness and autopilot. And most people don't even understand they're in autopilot. So for an example, it could be uh, driving a car. How often does it happen that you're driving and you're like, oh my God, I've been driving for 10 minutes and I haven't even paid attention. I mean, not saying that you're not driving. Yeah. I mean, I have drove on autopilot. I mean, when I was, when I was in high school, I, I drove to, every morning to high school and on the weekend, I would catch myself driving to my high school and not even noticing. I'm like, where am I supposed to be going right now? And I was fully on autopilot, fully just not in the moment. And I think when you think about mindfulness, it literally is being mindful of where you are right now. How many of us are not mindful of where we are right now? You know, can we name five colors we see? Can we can we listen to the sounds we hear? Can we smell the senses of, you know, maybe the food we just ate or the candle we just lit? Um, can we taste the coffee? Can we taste the tea? Can we taste the leftovers of lunch? Um, can we feel the fabric on our chair? It's crazy. If you ask a person, uh, you know, on what kind of chair did you sit on yesterday? Maybe they're on desk. Or what color is your desk? What color is the person's eyes you're talking to? They can't answer it because they're not fully in the moment. They're not fully 
mindful of everything going on. When you think about awareness and mindfulness, you're thinking about your five senses. And one of the things I recommend as a tool is to catch yourself when you're not there and to bring it back to your grounding level, recognizing you know, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste, what you feel, to settle yourself in the present moment and to keep you honest with yourself. And so when it comes to work, it could be, you know, are you paying attention on this call? As simple as that. If you find yourself drifting off into a thought about an email that you need to respond to, if you find yourself on your phone, if you find yourself, you know, messaging someone on your team, rather than paying attention on the call, you could work on that today. And it could be as simple as putting away your distractions. So one of the things that I'm trying so hard to work on is moving my phone away from me. Um, I have an Apple Watch, so I get all the notifications I need on my Apple Watch, but my phone is such a distraction. Social media is such a distraction. So setting myself up for success might look like um, clearing out my desk, making sure there's no clutter. When there's no clutter in my physical space, there's less clutter in my mind. It could look like when I'm on a meeting to make the meeting my full screen view. So there's nothing else that pops up, turn off notifications during meetings. Uh, it could look like being aware of what you're typing while you're emailing. So many people just like type just, you know, whatever comes to mind and don't even think about it. You know, it's such a reflex rather than a thoughtful process. And if you just reflect on it, you're going to make less mistakes in your email. Your emails are going to be more clear. You're going to have more um, concise emails, less time it takes to write the email because you're not going to have to proofread it three times because you just ran through a rambling sentence that came into your mind onto your uh, computer. There is a lot to digest here, but the lessons and messages are very, very simple. And I think uh, you can make your own mind up as to how best you think working mindfully can improve your productivity, whether you are role modeling that as an individual, whether you are trying to prioritize as we were exploring with Sarah earlier on, or whether you simply just need to pause. So that brings us very close to the end of episode 7. I always mourn leaving an episode at this point because I really take delight in listening back to the interviews and putting them together where I enjoy taking more learnings when I put them together in this way, actually. It's like something new is being created when people's words come together and I'm able to share them with you i just like to leave you now with a final word from Katie Gold as we close out the show. I really want to leave the listeners with uh, not just the tools that we've discussed, but also with the idea and the hope that they understand that, you know, mindfulness isn't just how long can I meditate for or, you know, can I meditate without any thoughts coming into my mind? That's not what it is. It's being aware of where you are right now and enjoying it. You know, we have such an abundance in life and being thankful for that and being able to reflect on things and say, okay, tomorrow I'll do better, but today was enough. I did enough today. I am enough. 
and I can do what I can tomorrow and that will be my best. And then the next day I can even strive for better, but it's still enough for where I am right now. Um, in the work life, you know, in personal life, you know, understanding that where you are is good enough will go so much farther than people think. Um, having that self-compassion for yourself when you don't necessarily do the best job or you feel like you could have done better. You know, being kinder to yourself will help you be kinder to others and it will only enrich your life more. Well, that brings us to the absolute end of the show. Thank you again for tuning in, for sharing this journey with us. Leave us a comment, leave us a question, calvin.niles at mindfullifemindfulwork.com or leave us a review if you think that this show has brought some value to you. And until the next time, I wish you a day filled with working more mindfully. Bye for now. Mindful Work is the official podcast brought to you by Mindful Life Mindful Work Incorporated. To learn more about our work, visit www.mindfullifemindfulwork.com.